Praise the Lord. You know why I preach by a stopwatch? So you can learn to listen real fast. Don't you people know how to laugh at my jokes? <laughs> All right. Today I've announced that we're going to have a ministry service, and I really want to have a ministry service. What does that mean? Ministry service, in my thinking, is where not just one, but several apostles or prophets who are gifted in the revelation gifts call you out and begin to prophesy over you about your gifts and your callings and your destiny in God. Now, I, I really want to get to some of that today, so at least some of you will begin to see what the ministry is all about. But I think it's important for you to understand, in my experience, almost all personal prophecy over people is lost. Or it is wrongly believed. Because I found out by experience that you're, if you're the one being prophesied to, your mind plays tricks on you and you think the prophet or prophetess said something to you but one word changed the whole meaning, but you didn't catch that one word. Therefore, you did not hear what the prophet, what God really said, so you're believing a lie. Does it make sense? Now, I'm a very disciplined man. I do not believe in kitchen prophecy, or out behind the barn prophecy, or telephone prophecy, or letter prophecy or private prophecy. There is such lack of, of lawlessness in executing the, the gifts of utterance, especially prophecy among the body of Christ, and no, no willingness to submit what they say for judgment or discernment. Have you heard what I've said? So when I finish the meeting, I don't prophesy, I don't draw you off to say, hey, I got a word of the Lord for you, or I don't take you outside the church, out behind the barn and say, I got a word for you, or I don't call you on the telephone, I got a word for you, or I very rarely, if at all, will I ever write a prophecy to you in, the, in, in, in a letter. And the more closely that I'm involved with you intimately in association, the more dangerous I am to you in prophesying. Are you listening? Because I could prophesy to you in biblical terminology and precept correctness, admixing my prejudices and my opinions in that terminology to manipulate and control you according to what I think you ought to know or what God ought to be to you. Are you listening? Now, you don't find these things taught. And you, you don't find... Prophets want to submit to the disciplines that I submit myself to. Therefore, there is no safety in an individual prophesying to you privately or out behind the barn or where it cannot be judged or discerned. Even in a meeting, one time I think it was in the West Coast, I I always take my recorder with me in case somebody wants to prophesy to me, and I encourage everybody to do that. So this was a very popular, well-known prophet. 
So I picked up my recorder, turned it on when he approached me to prophesy. He said, I don't believe that the word of the Lord should be on recordings. I said, well, then don't prophesy to me. I don't need your prophecy. So he didn't prophesy. See, because I know how the mind plays tricks on people, that I could have missed one word that he said, and that means I would have been believing wrongly or believing a lie. Also, I want to take that prophecy, and I don't prophesy to nobody unless it can be recorded for my safety and your safety. Because I want to take that prophecy, and I want to I want to really go over it where I can examine it and discern it and see whether it, it bears witness to my heart or whether it bears witness to the precepts and the statutes and the concepts of the scriptures that bring glory to God. You follow what I'm saying? So, uh, I prophesy over people because I myself want to be put on the spot. They say, you hear things like this. By these things you shall know that a prophet of God has spoken by the things that he says comes to pass. But if you will look in the context of that scripture in the Bible, it was quoted by Jeremiah when he's talking about Hananiah, because Hananiah was prophesying peace. And then Jeremiah said, may the word of the Lord be so, and he started to walk away, and then the Spirit of the Lord came on him, and he prophesied the very opposite, and judgment on Hananiah. And he said, but when a guy prophesies about peace, when peace comes to pass, you know that a prophet of God has spoken. Amen. Now, you cannot know true or pure prophecy by analytical reason or logic or intellect. You can only know true or pure prophecy by a highly developed gift of discerning of spirits, and it's better for the corporate body of Christ to do the discerning than a man. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now, secondly, uh, as I've said, it, that it might be judged by what is written. Another thing, uh, what people believe that I've learned, they think that just because somebody prophesies over you, that it will automatically be fulfilled in your life. That's a bunch of garbage. That's a lie. Very rarely does God ever say something through prophecy that has sovereign fulfillment without your deliberate conscious understanding and willful cooperation. You not only have to believe what is said, but you have to order your life according to spiritual rules to fulfill what is said, and nobody is teaching the body of Christ what the rules are. You don't hear that in the body of Christ. And I haven't got time to go into that and explain that now. If you hear my messages, you'll hear them, especially the last two, three days. Now, so prophecy is not automatically fulfilled. I've had apostles and prophets tell people that they prophesy, now you don't have to do a thing. That remark is horrendously erroneous. Prophecy requires your responsibility to do something according to spirit rules. But these apostles and prophets are not teaching the people the spirit rules. So they can't even fulfill what is said. Okay. 
I've talked about no private, no kitchen, no back behind the barn, no telephone prophecies. And I really prefer to prophesy to husbands and wives together, especially if they're Christians. Because, let's be honest, husbands and wives very rarely, if at all, see themselves with faith, each other with faith. They see each other with criticism. I have a wonderful gift from God, and I call it a gift of faith to perceive and discern and see every man and woman and boy and girl and child and baby with faith as God sees them. Tremendous gift that God has given me. If you're around me long enough, you'll see that. Okay? So I want the husband to see while God sees his wife and vice versa. Now, I don't like to prophesy apart from the body of Christ because you need to learn to discern true prophecy. Now, with the discerning of spirits that has developed in me, I can tell you what sentence is from God and what sentence is from man's spirit. And I can tell you what sentence is a mixture of God and man's spirit. Are you understanding that? And I never prophesy in rebuke. You can't find a scripture that says, when you exercise the gift of prophecy, rebuke the saints. Prophecy is to comfort, to console, to edify, to strengthen, to build up, and to encourage. Rebuke should come with the dominance of a gentle spirit and a meek spirit and a long-suffering spirit in counsel with the scriptures. If any man be overtaken in fault, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. I know the scripture says rebuke, reprove, with all long-suffering, long-suffering. Not with all intimidation. Does that make sense? Now, as I said earlier, all prophecy should be recorded or else it's lost. People say, well, he'll recall it to my remembrance. I have never found anybody yet in the body of Christ that's that spiritual for him to recall it to their remembrance. But people that have consistently taken the prophecies that I've brought over them over the years have rehearsed them and rehearsed them and rehearsed them and they've learned the spirit rules that I've taught and they become the fulfillment of what is said. Does that make sense? Now I'm giving you all these safety rules. When I'm prophesying over you and I, I identify your gifts and your callings, I'm not ordaining you to the ministry. I'm simply confirming or affirming or infirming or foretelling things that are or things that may not be but should be in your life. Are you listening? I suppose some of you never heard this kind of teaching on, on the gift of prophecy or the ministry, ministry of the gifts, utterance gifts. Paul said in Romans 1.10, I long to see you whereby I can impart, where I can impart some spiritual gift to you so that you can be further established. Now, let me, if you are suspect of me being a false prophet. I'll probably know it. I might prophesy to you anyway to break down your unbelief. 
But I'm teaching this, and you need to really be involved with all my teachings, and especially about the School of Prophets. You can't know a false prophet by what they say, but, but what they are in their spirit. And, most, and just because a prophet is still developing and he or she is imperfect does not make them false. It's corruptions that is in their spirit and in their heart that makes them false, not what they say. And the most dangerous ministries today in the earth, and it's going to exceedingly get more dangerous, Matthew 24, 24, and many false Christs and false prophets shall arise doing, doing signs and wonders and miracles. They're not going to be doing lying signs and wonders and miracles. They're going to do the signs and wonders and miracles that Jesus did to the deceiving of the very elect, if possible. And you can't, you can't know whether a person is true or false because signs and wonders and miracles are following. You have to discern what is in their spirit. And that's not a reasonable, analytical, logical, intellectual ability. It's not a learned ability. It's an incarnated ability of the Holy Spirit. Are you getting anything out of this? And so, the quality of revelation service that comes, ministry that comes forth here today, is not just because I'm gifted and yielded in God and anointed in God. The quality of it is going to be conditional upon what you yourselves are doing out here in the accumulative whole of all the people. If there's very powerful human spirits out here with skepticism and unbelief and judging, they'll be emitting that into the air and it will be short-circuiting the, the liberty and permission of the Holy Spirit to bring quality. So I would suggest that you don't sit there selfishly, oh, let him call me. You just start, uh, watch and pray. Don't just be spectators. Watch and pray. Because, and, and I'll, I'll catch you, I'll know. The moment the, vib the vibrations of the spiritual currents begin to ebb is because your retention ability of focus in love is waning or, or quitting, changes the atmosphere. Now, as I've been talking here, if you're discerning at all, you would begin to know that the substance quality of the accumulation of the anointing of the manifestation of presence is building up in the air in this room. How many of you discern that? And I haven't run into any cross spirits yet. So far, when I run into antagonistic, hostile, uh, defiant, critical, prejudicial spirits, God has not allowed me to come to them and point them out and shame them and, and, and expose them. But I will mention it out loud and then we'll pray for them because all that is demonic. You are a vessel for demons. Are you listening? Or you might have them in you. And I'm not here to hurt or shame or embarrass or rebuke anybody. So, so far, God hasn't allowed me to come up to a person and, and expose their, their dirt in their heart. 
But we need to walk so humbly before one another because the day is shortly coming. Now, I want to say this. You may not understand this because first I say, I believe that God has commissioned me as an apostolic prophet seer. And in those offices and abilities is various qualifying anointings, including the teaching anointing, the evangelistic anointing, the pastoral anointing, the elders anointing, the deacons anointing, and all these offices have various anointings. Be like a little child. There's enough men and women here who are discerning. If I start getting off base, they'll come up and say, a wrong spirit's coming through. I've encouraged them to be that disciplined to me because I certainly wouldn't be that disciplined. I'm holding before you an invitation, saints, to become a part of a school for prophets in this Portland area. We have a real problem because in becoming a part of the school of prophets, I do not want you to become followers of Brother Cronquist. I do not want you to become followers of a movement. I want you to be, learn how to become specifically a follower of Jesus Christ. And all movements think that they are, but they're all sectarian oriented and limited. You follow me? And I, there's so many things I need to share with you and teach you. I've been trying to lay foundational messages for establishing a school for prophets here in the Portland area. But we've got a real problem because suppose that I build prophets, help through the Holy Spirit, am able to build prophets' abilities in you. And you'll go back to your churches to be a prophet. And your leaders in the church don't know where you're trying to come from. You know what's going to happen to you, don't you? They're going to tromp on you. I would like to give you a commission to try to talk to your leaders, to talk to me face to face and open a heart to me. I'm not interested in coming into this city and having meetings that is independent or apart from the consent and approval of leaders in churches because I'm not interested in building churches. I'm interested in building the church and individuals in the churches. Now, I'm going to make a Sears remark. I'm going to ask you a question. What are you going to do with your Christian inheritance of that's written concerning you? What are you going to do? You alone will determine the quality of your inheritance, not your church, not your leader, or your movement, but you alone will determine the quality of your inheritance. Now I want to say something else, and I haven't got time to enlarge it, but I want you to think about it. Every leader and the assembly of believers with a leader and whatever leaders are with them that will not submit themselves and all of those with them to divine order and theocratic government. Are you ready for this? 
the shepherd and all the people with him are going to be killed between now and the end of this age. As sure as Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ and sure as the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin, I have said, thus saith the Lord. Now, do you want to be that kind of a believer? <coughs> Lord, help me be kind what I'm saying. Most seers, and the seers have no voice in the popular movements of God today in the church, don't have any answers for the people of God. They call them prophets of doom. John the Beloved, the apostle who wrote the Gospel of John and the epistles of John in the book of Revelation, was an apostolic seer. He was an apostle of doom. All the prophets, barring none in the Old Testament, were more prophets of doom than they were prophets of promise. And you hear everybody, I don't, I don't believe in prophets of doom. I don't want to have nothing to do with them. Can you imagine the danger that is to the people of God? And I'll just briefly, maybe I hope I'm going to get into ministry service here today. In Isaiah 30, it talks about, God is speaking through Isaiah, verse 8, Now go, write it on a tablet before them, and inscribe it on a scroll, that it may serve in the time to come as a witness forever. For this is a rebellious people, false sons, sons who refuse to listen to the instructions of the Lord, who say to the seers, you must not see visions, and to the prophets, you must not prophesy to us what is right, but you must speak to us comforting words. You must speak to us the message of faith, and only the message of faith. That's paraphrased. Prophesy to us illusions. Don't tell us what we need to know. Tell us what we like to hear. Now, I want you to examine what you're hearing in the popular movements in the world today. That's exactly what you're hearing. And I hope my brethren, if they hear this tape, that they don't get angry with me. But I plead with them, will they receive the seers of God? The consequences of not receiving the seers is that they're going to retard your growth and ensure that you will not be a living one through this age. Neither will you be alive to be raptured. And I haven't got time to explain that now. I have here on, the Lord just gave me this morning, and I'll be giving it on the back of this page Tuesday. Please come if you can. Three qualities of Christian inheritance. Moses' tabernacle typifies all things, and then outer court Christians, holy place Christians, and holy of holy Christians. And then I give all the scriptures, and their inheritance is right here that the Holy Spirit gave me this morning while I was in the Spirit. Please, saints, don't judge me too quickly. Please, my beloved brothers and sisters, at least consider what I have to say. Get a hold of that outline and the tape, how to be teachable.
Will you receive the Sears? I'm burdened for you. I want to see you alive at the coming of the Lord. Okay? Is this too severe, brethren, that I'm being too severe here? Everywhere I've been going in the last year, I've been, I, I think I must present this, and I'm not going to say anything more so I scare people because that will destroy ministry. I'm presenting a story like this, a theoretical story. I'd like you to cooperate with me. Let's say, for example, now that in one year's time, every one of you had to face literal physical death. Either you had a choice to, to die by maintaining the testimony of Jesus, or you had a choice to withdraw from the faith. The Bible talks about that, because you had to take a mark in order to buy and sell. Or, if you was properly informed and properly motivated and properly experienced, you can completely escape all disaster and destruction by being properly experienced. Now, let me ask you something. Would you rather your Christian life to go on like you are and what you're hearing now, never being prepared by any ministry your responsibility to meet that day where you have to face death. So that it sneaks up on you uninformed, unprepared, unmotivated, unexperienced, and you have to face that day with panic. Faith and panic. Or would you rather somebody tell you now what you need to know, no matter how hard or severe or scary it is, and if that someone could tell you exactly how to live your life and order your life in detail, in minute detail, so that you could succeed and become immune to all sorts of destruction. And you could start doing that now. And so when that day comes, you would just be absolutely immune to it. Would you rather somebody tell you now or would you rather it sneak up on you? All of you who want it to sneak up on you, let me see your hands. All of you who would like to be told now, let me see your hands. You know who's keeping the people from the truth? The present popular leadership of the body of Christ. They're the ones that's keeping you improperly informed. Are you listening? Now, I'm only one seer. I believe that God has given me answers. <laughs> I don't like to be this kind of a ministry. But I'm also wise enough to not think that I'm the only one that has any answers. But most seers I know do not have any answers. And what you're now hearing in the gospel, in the popular movements, will never prepare you for the days ahead. And they are absolutely ensuring you that you will have to die for your salvation. And I'm warned and rebuked by so many apostles and prophets. Don't tell the people that. They'll stop coming to your meetings. And they'll stop giving to you. won't support. I don't have that choice. Whether you come or whether you don't support me. I'm too afraid of disobedience to God. But I would try to tell you in kindness so I don't overwhelm you. with. So you become so fearful that you become worthless. I wouldn't do that. But I've just held before you some preliminary things now today. And I'm not going to be a seer here to you today, except just that one little thing that I said.
please pray for me. Because I'll pray for you. I make a covenant with you. I'll not sin against the Lord of ceasing to pray for every one of you. Everyone, I may not know you by name, but I got you right where I wanted because you've sat under my ministry. And I'll know how to pray for you. There must be more experiential change in your understanding and in your experience in the next few years than there has been in the entire body of Christ in 1987 years. There must become more change. I'm not talking about more learning. You've already learned so much that don't work. Are you listening? Well, so far I've picked up pretty good vibes here. Energies. Is Sandy Harrison here yet? Would you come up here and sit with me, Sandy? Please. I don't know if you people know this lady. But see, the scripture says there's neither male nor female in Christ. Can I give you a hug? <laughs> How much I love you. And we got macho men that put women down. And women resent it because they've got a call of God in their life. Well, in Romans 16, Paul names no less than six women apostles. And whether you believe in this lady or not, if you don't, you need to repent or believe in Christ in her. Because she's an up-and-coming apostle. She may not be very good at it yet, but she's growing. And I'm not very good at it either, but I'm growing. You've got to learn how to stop receiving, rejecting people on the way they look. Nobody any younger than me. And I don't think there's anybody more pretty than me. So that gets you all, doesn't it? And you've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to repent of your sectarian attitudes. This is my church, or this is my movement, and these things I believe. When Jesus comes down to the end, he's only going to come for those that are one spirit. And in that one spirit, they will see eye to eye, Isaiah 52, 8. They will understand alike. They will think alike. Jesus has appeared to me. He said he's going to bring an end to all controversy of doctrine. Can you imagine 30,000 distinct divisional doctrines in the evangelical body of Christ today? Poor word, trouble. It's going to be painful for all of us, including me, to give up my pet prejudice, prejudicial opinions about interpretation of Scripture. And when he comes, he's going to come for... You really believe he's going to come for a perfect church? How many believe that? Let me see your hands. Let me ask you another question. Does that mean that you as an individual, as a personal individual, have to be perfect? You think so? Anybody near it? Well, what happens if there's a people that comes to perfection and you aren't perfect? Will he come for you? No. That's in this... this thing outlined here. There's the, the perfected ones, the protected ones, and the destroyed believing ones. 
Where will you fall? You will determine where you will fall or where you will be. You will determine by how much you understand and how you become experienced. You're responsible. There isn't any one ministry, any one movement that is enough of God. I alone to you, even though I might be an apostolic prophesier, I am not enough of God to you, and all that I know and understand. She has parts of Christ Jesus that I need. I need to hear, and I need to experience, I need to be, to be touched by her life. He has parts of Christ Jesus that I need, that I need to hear, that I need to be touched and experienced by his life. The ministries in the faith movement, every one of them have parts of Christ Jesus that I need. That I'll never get unless I am touched by their life. And I have things that they need. But so few will receive me. Oh my. Now, I want to get over this, around this, all this. Let's begin to minister. Will you stand with me and minister with me, Sandy? Can you receive this lady as a, a prophet? Will you stand with me as a prophet? Because, see, I want to get away from the big cheese of the ministry. When I pastored, I built the, the, the assembly in divine order. Where the, where the pastor is singular, but the shepherd is corporate. You understand that? In other words, every assembly of believers, whether it's a little home group, a big assembly, or whatever, got to have a head where the buck stops here in the final decisive voice. That's the pastor. Elders are, are all co-pastors with the pastor. And they manifest as teachers, as prophets, as administrators, as a lot of execution of things to help the body of Christ grow. Counselors, uh, exorcists, whatever. Apart from the assembly that has a pastor and elders who are prophets and teachers with them, there are foundational ministries of apostles and prophets who are not part of that local church or local assembly. And any assembly is never safe and will never grow up unless the pastor and all the elders and the flock is submitted to the plurality of apostles and the plurality of prophets. Not a apostle, not a prophet. There's no safety in a singular thing, ministry. God gave some apostles, plural, some prophets, plural. And you are built upon the foundation of apostles and prophets. And God has set first in the church apostles, plural, and prophets. The rest is teachers. Paul called himself an apostle and teacher. He also was a seer. John the Beloved was an apostolic, uh, uh, an apostle, prophet, seer. Peter was an, was an apostle, uh, apostle, teacher. Luke was, was a doctor, medical doctor, apostle, teacher. But you don't know these things except by discerning of spirits. So he's given first in the church apostles, not first in rank, but first in function and in authority. Any assembly that does not have apostles 
is out of order and cannot grow up into Christ, cannot be matured and cannot become what God wants him to be. Are you listening? And the assembly that does not have prophets, which are second to the church, it's impossible, impossible for you to grow up. Can I encourage you to get a hold of this tape and let your pastors hear it and ask him, please, please get the apostles and prophets of the kingdom, not of the church age, of the kingdom in here. There's a difference. You can't know the difference by analytical mind, but by discerning the spirits. Now, so much for that. All right. We're going to start here. Uh, did a lot of you yesterday, I encourage you all to get your own tape and bring your tape because I'm not going to have enough tapes. I can only fly, fly and I can't bring enough. I used to hand them 20-minute tapes, 20-minute cassettes. Are you ready? Let's sing in the spirit a little bit. Hallelujah, 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 Right, because of time, I'd like to do more singing, because the more you sing in the Spirit, the more the presence of God. When I pastored, the most common remark a stranger would come in their assembly and say, what is that we feel? It would start right at the door, because I taught the people how to get in the Spirit and be one Spirit. And the thing that they was feeling, they didn't know, it was strange to them. It was the substance thickness of God's manifested presence in the air. It was so thick, you had difficulty physically walking. It was that, because I taught them how to do that. Taught them how to not be a bunch of individuals, but become one body who were one spirit. Let me explain that. 1977, I was caught away into the kingdom age in the spirit that already exists. I was caught away into the kingdom age years ahead, looking back through time, and I was there in the kingdom age, telling what it was like. Fifteen visions that year, fifteen services. The sanctuary held a thousand people, almost always full or standing room only. Eighty to eighty-five percent of the people in that were in the vision with me. Because I taught them how to become one spirit, not just individuals sitting there observing. And I ain't got time to teach you that here today. Can you understand what I'm saying? So the purpose is God is for you to lose your, lose your individuality, but where we become one spirit and one body. And only when you do that will we establish the unity of the faith. And where there is the corporateness of apostles and prophets and teachers and elders at, in, in a local assembly, all developing discerning of spirits, there is absolute safety for you to never be involved with error. Isn't that gracious? It's so safe. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I don't mean razors now, I mean discerners. Scripture says, in the mouths of two or three 
uh, witnesses shall every frame of word be established. The scripture says, let the prophets speak two or three and let the others make discernment, not judgment. The word, the English word is judgment, but really it's discerning, perceptive discerning. It's an exercise of the gift of the Holy Spirit, discerning of spirits. Now, when we prophesy to you today, I'm very concentrated. I'm not, I might exercise the gift of prophecy, which is a yea, the Lord would say to thee. But most of the time, I'll just be speaking to you like I'm speaking to you now. I have a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, in union with the Holy Spirit, listening to his voice, so that he'll tell me your gifts, your callings, your destinies in God. They may be things you already are walking in, things that you may have known about all your life, but you didn't know it's God. It may be things you don't even know about. Don't discard them. They might really be real. And these gifts and these callings were already pre-griven to you before you were ever born. They were already incarnated in your spirit by God before you came into that body. Yes. And all I'm going to do is simply look at your spirit by the eyes of God. The son can do nothing of himself except he sees what the father's doing. That's the only way I'm functioning. So, and these dear ones are going to function with me. Come on, dead with me now. I don't want you to see a female body here or a male body. I want you to see Jesus, Okay. One, two, three, one, two, three. I want all of you in that fourth row to come out here. You, you along there, you, you five people. Come on, yes. Come on. Praise the Lord. Are you friends? Do you know each other close? All of you, I can put you all on one tape. Mother and daughter, I'll forgive you for that. <laughs> do you know these people? We all three know each other. Okay, who else do you know here? Out here. Oh, I know a few people. Point them out to me. Uh, Joyce and Linda. Nicole. I've prophesied to Joyce. Who's Linda? Linda's sitting next. I've prophesied to you, haven't I? Come on out here then. Who do you know besides you three? Okay. Who? Who's the blue jacket? This lady here? Come on. I want to prophesy to you again. Okay. And the lady that played the, played the, played the piano, I want to prophesy to her. Okay. Come on, stand up here now. And we, we'll let, now you come over here with me. What about the difference of the tapes here? Huh? Difference of tapes. Yeah, the difference of tapes. All you who know each other, you come up here first. Okay. Now, what am I doing? I'm simply exercising myself in the state of spirit. Exercising the spiritual senses of Hebrews 5.14, who by reason of use have their senses exercised, the scripture says. Spiritual senses. And you have the Holy Spirit. I'm simply going to uh, put your name on it, on a tape. Are you, are you going to run that tape? He's got it over there. He's got it over there. Okay. Do you want to start out prophesying? You want to start out prophesying? Do you want to start out? Well, you can pray anyway. At least pray. Thank you, Lord. Praise Jesus. Yea, for the Spirit of the Lord would say to thee, my daughter. Put her name on it first. What is your name? Barbara. Barbara. Go ahead. The Spirit of the Lord would say to you, Barbara, that in the days ahead you shall find that the essence of that which you have sought me for 
shall come to you with clarity and understanding as you give yourself to me. In the moments of your days and of your times of aloneness with me shall you find that my spirit shall cause a hunger to be birthed within you and shall bring you to joy in the days ahead as you fully begin to understand by my spirit the revealings and the workings that I shall perform within your own life and you shall begin to share them and you shall show them unto those around about you and as I've promised to you before I will give to thee thy house as you give yourself to me to be that which I've called you to be. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to because we want to get her prophecy or things, words of the Lord. The Lord shows me that he is calling you into a place of a watchman, which also is an intercessor and a guardian through intercession for the needs of the people, not only the saints, but God might move you to intercede through some of the ungodly. You need to get a hold of a concordance and look up the word watchman. All those scriptures are scriptures that are applied to your life. Lord shows also that you must come to a place of having an opportunity or a place of outlet or expression where you teach the word. Do you have women assemble with you in your home or someplace to pray? Would you consider that? because I'm seeing in vision form a lot of ladies, several ladies assembled with you, and you're praying and you're interceding. You need to get everything you can by spirit-filled writers about intercession or tapes on teachers of intercession. I have some, uh, an album on intercession to avail. You ought to get a hold of that album. Because this, this is the highest responsibility that you have of intercession, being a watchman, and teaching those things to those that need to become developed in intercession. Now, do you have visions? I've had some. I want you to start watching this spot. Do you know how to see visions? You can, they, can, they can be accelerated in your life. Close your eyes. Can you see your bedroom? Yes. How did you do that? You simply brought from your memory banks things that come through your outward senses into your memory banks, the picture of your bedroom, and you brought that by recall to your screen. To see visions and to begin to open the eyes of your spirit so you can begin to see the things of spirit and see the Lord Jesus, you simply will to take an initiative of action of focusing upon him in worship and love, watching that screen from the backside while focused upon him expecting to see visions and visions will begin to come. Anybody can do that. Okay? Now, the Lord wants to also... Put within your hands the power to heal. That's going to be necessary because some things you're going to just pray through by intercession and God's going to heal. And you need to be alert to God leading you. You need to get a hold of T.L. Osborne's book, Healing the Sick. Learn the doctrines of healing so that you can grow in that gift and that ministry. You've got a full job ahead of you. You got anything to say, Sandy? No? Okay, we'll get the daughter next. You got anything to say to the daughter? Yes, the Lord was uh, said to pay to have a, a hearing ear to the voice of the Lord. And he's saying that he has been speaking to you to encourage you to, to have you lift up your, your heart to him and 
get along with God and listen to his voice. Okay. And what is your name again? Hope. Hope? Oh, you're Hope. That's a good name, isn't it? Yes, it is. Is that her married name or your name? Is that no, your married that's name? Her, that's her first name. Now, I don't know where you go to church, but I want you to take this prophecy and present it to your pastor and leader. And after he's listened to it, ask him if he believes it. If he says yes, then I want you to say, please, will you help me walk in this? I'm watching in vision form. Have you ever taught little children? God wants you to begin, become gifted. Do you love little children? God wants you to become responsible to teach children things of the scriptures. I see you doing this. The little children about three, four, five years old. Also, are you talented with your hands? You think she is? Lord shows that you are very creative. More creative than you even realize. But if you learn to wait upon God, practicing at present, you're going to become tremendously creative. And artistic. And I would be surprised if you don't find yourself creating graphs or well, the flannel graphs or something they teach children. And you're going to have such a way in inspiring those children in the things of the Lord that it's never going to leave them. And upon your hands is going to come a blessing of a gift called impartation. You're going to lay your hands upon these children and you're going to bless them and you're going to decree things over their life with faith and God is going to mark them and he's going to keep those children from things of Satan and the world because of the things that you say that they would never have the chance to walk into without you laying your hands upon them and bless them. Isn't that great? So wherever you go, you, you let your pastor hear this. Now, also, you have a ministry of helps. What does that mean? Keep your eyes open, your ears alert to needs of people beloved ones and the saints, and be motivated to sacrifice your interest, your pleasure, sometimes even really when your need might be even more needful, but you be gifted and motivated with such a heart of love that you help them. Some of them you will help uh, in the sly. Let me say this. Uh, when I was a little child, and the leaves need to be raked up. I'd go rake them up and my mother would come out in the yard and she'd say, I wonder who the, who the nice person was that raked up the yard. Well, she knew who it was, but it really got to my ego. Made me feel so good. So you're going to do sneaky things in helping people and you're going to walk away in your heart like a cat that ate a good mouse. <laughs> Are you listening? Yeah. Are you married? No. Not married. You want to be married? Yeah. I know it shows on your spirit. <laughs> The Lord doesn't show me that he has a husband for you. But if you, if you let me pray for you, I believe he'll give you one. But don't settle for less than, less than one who, a man who walked with God, all right? You want to pray? Put your hands towards her. Will you agree with me and all these people? It's done. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Isn't this fun? It's called equipping the saints. Praise the Lord. Now. We run out of tape. No, I'm going to you got a word? Yeah. Oh, praise the Lord! Is the tape over with? No, he's still there. Okay. The Lord would say to you that you're to stop looking to the left and you're to stop looking to the right, and you're to start looking at Him, 
And like an unto his disciple Thomas, he's asking you to doubt not because he is for real. Yes. He says to tell you that in the days to come very, very soon, he will manifest himself unto you in a greater and more magnificent way than you can even realize mm -hmm. to prove and to confirm to you that he is real. I want to add this. You've been kind of standing back in the background. You think I'm right? right? You haven't been aggressively taking ground. Now God wants you to begin to take ground. Some ways because you've seen the hurts of people and you've seen the the abuse of leadership to people. You haven't been one to be one of them. But God's going to give you wisdom and grace how to become involved apart from that. Okay? So I say sick them, dear lady. <laughs> you read? All right. Do you want to have a separate tape for Do we need a separate tape for her? If we got room on that tape, let's keep it on this tape. And then you could share it with each other. Or get coffee. Because we want, we got a lot of people out here. Uh, and we have to be out of here by a certain time. And I talked and preached to you too much. Now, this is Linda. Now, I'm going to defer to you, dear ones, because, uh, you know, I've had so many years of this, it's easy for me. I've ministered to her. You've ministered to her before? All right. Now, do you sing? Um, of course. Do you sing for your own pleasure or do you sing for people? Do you ever get songs from the Holy Spirit? I think I do. Yeah, I know you do. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> the Holy Spirit shows me that he wants you to be a psalmist of the Lord. That if you're in the midst of a congregation, I don't know whether you go to that kind of a church, but when you're in the midst of a congregation and, and when quiet worship gets quiet, you begin to lift up your voice and sing a spontaneous song or hymn or spiritual song that comes by revelation to you, just like prophecy would. God's going to give you songs of Zion, songs of the kingdom, songs of joy, songs of praise, songs of adoration, and songs of taking the land. Amen. Isn't that great? And uh, I'm also aware, while you're singing songs, it's going to be catching to the people. Oh, as you practice his presence and really become obedient and gifted in this, and this has become a ministry in this, it's going to cause glorious pandemonium among the saints. So it, and it's not going to be out of order. It's just going to, people are going to burst forth in resounding, jumping, leaping joy. I'm watching this in the spirit. Have you ever seen yourself like that? No. Well, now you can see yourself like that, can't you? I have had um, um, Marco, Brother Marco, tell me the same word. Oh, Marco has told you the same thing? Well, you see, then all I just you see, then it, in the mouths of two or three witnesses. Well, not exactly the same thing. But the same, thing. same thing. Well, he, you know, I didn't listen in on his prophecy, so I used various terms. Okay. Now, let's go a little further. Because God never gives per a person a gift. He gives severally to every man as he wills. You are to become a prophet. Or a prophetess as people call them. And you need to know, order your life accordingly so you can develop in that realm.
I'm waiting now for this to become clear. As you become faithful in the little, God will add to you more and you'll gradually become more developed and more responsible. In this, you're going to find that God is going to give you a spirit of counsel. God is going to give you to women who are pressing into God. And also he's going to give you favor as you mature with men who believe in women ministries. Along with this, you're going to have to learn how to have a height of rhinoceros and a heart of a dove where the, the macho men and the naughty things that they say, I'm talking about leaders now, don't affect you, or you don't get hurt or resentful or bitter or fill full of self-pity, okay? You have a ministry of helps that you need to work on. Along with singing psalms, you should prophesy. Open your mouth and prophesy. Now, you've got a lot to walk in right here now, haven't you? Right. Your turn. I believe that's it. Amen? Now, that didn't hurt too much, did it? No. Praise the Lord. Okay, we'll get these three ladies here next. Praise the Lord. New tape. Is that little fellow back there running the tape? Yeah. Hey, I'm glad to see a youngster like that responsible. Give that lady them tapes, will you? Praise the Lord. All right. Would you like to pray over him, Sandy? You know what we call this? Body ministry. It's not royals ministry. It's body ministry. Isn't that great? Are you enjoying it? Praise the Lord. Come up close to it. Speak up loud so we can get on the mic, uh, Sandy. The Spirit of the Lord would say to you that you've had an excitement in your heart for many, many years many, many years to serve him and to be close to him. And he says, if you will listen unto the apostles that have come here today and do all that he has taught you through the mouth of the Spirit of the Lord, that you're going to walk much, much closer to him than you can even believe. And he knows the excitement in your heart to serve him. He knows the excitement in your heart to want to be with him. And he's going to use you in a very mighty and powerful way. He's going to give you a gift of discernment. And you're going to be walking very strongly in that gift. And helping many, many people who are confused. So don't be impatient. This has been one of your weaknesses. Mm -hmm. He's going to teach you how to be patient. Mm -hmm. Just look forward with excitement in your heart that he's truly going to use you in a magnificent way. Can I ask you something? What is your name again? Joanne. Joanne, are you at times impulsive? A what? Impulsive? Yes, I'm very impulsive. <laughs> Before she started to prophesy, and she brought it out in different words about learning to be patient. I'm watching you in vision here of what I call waiting in his presence. And this is going to become your greatest source of success as you learn the action of practicing his presence. 
Have you heard my teachings on this? You got to get a hold of something. Now, I'm aware that you're impulsive. You, you, do you get irritable with people who, who are slow to respond? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. The way God tells on us. <laughs> you see, now, there's nothing wrong with that if it can really be shackled by the Holy Spirit. You see, Peter was impulsive, and Jesus always had to kind of set him down on his haunches a little bit. But you are a lady who, who is not so much, uh, you just want to get things done. And you see the need, and so you just jump right in all four on your hands and your feet, and you get at it. Now, look at me. Now there's going to come a control of the Holy Spirit. A holy restraint that's going to be glorious to teach you wisdom in all the things that have got to be done. You're going to be crying an awful lot because you're going to experience more in his presence than you have ever in your life. And your days ahead are going to be more in accelerated in abilities than all of your years put together. You're going to know an awful lot of change. I'd be surprised if friends don't come up to you and say, what's happened to you? You're changing so much and you're going to delight and they say, oh, I just had a meeting with Jesus. And you're going to walk in that. Now, you're going to be a warrior of intercession. You're going to leap over the walls and take ground for yourself and ground for the saints. You're going to bring, uh, you're going to dislodge and bring down the enemy in thrones where he's been lodged for centuries. God is going to help you. Hallelujah. And you're going to be a provocator to saints. Come on, let's get with it. No more laying around about it, okay? Praise the Lord. Isn't that exciting? Yes. So I'm going to call you a prophet of provocation. Praise the Lord. Now because of that, you're going to run into a lot of people who are antagonized by that. Just stay sweet. Stay sweet and keep provoking. Praise the Lord. Amen? Because as a rule, believers are too lazy. Amen. Don't try to justify and vindicate or defend yourself. God will be your defense. If you try to vindicate yourself, he'll just let you do it, and you will always fail. But if you let him do it, he will cause your success to go on forward. Praise the Lord. Isn't that great? Boy, I'm glad to God to prophesy to her. Now, do you prophesy? Good for you. Stir it up. Wake up in the night hours at midnight and prophesy. Get out of bed in the morning and prophesy. Stand in your wherever you're at at noon and prophesy. And... Uh, be disciplined if you prophesy to others to have it recorded because God is going to make you a very credible prophet. Yes. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you come? Yes. Amen. All right. Who's next here? What is your name? Lori. Lori? I think the Lord was showing me, Lori, that he's going to help you in the days ahead to become more accountable to many things in your life. And also the Lord is showing that he's going to do a, a work of, of healing within you and from the hurts and discouragements of people and individuals. Hallelujah. And may the Lord give you comfort and may his kindness and his grace strengthen you in the days ahead. And the Lord said, because you will be a comforter to those who are abused and those who have been rejected in the same manner by which you have been. And he says, I will help you to find a grace to love those who have hurt you 
for there is that healing going on within you and the Spirit of the Lord wants you to rise up in faith and he said I'll give to you the gift of faith that you'll be able to see individuals in faith and that you'll be able to love them who are unlovable and he says I'll give you an ability to hear my voice as never before as you practice my presence and give ear to the voice of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And he says, Yea, after the healing has taken place and you are totally healed, I'm going to give to you not only the gift of faith, but the gift of miracles and the gift of healing. And I'm going to use you like and unto my daughter, Catherine Coleman. And you are going to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You are going to lay hands on the blind and they will see. You are going to lay hands on the crippled and they are going to walk. Yes, you have said many times, why haven't you used me, God? I've seen you use many a people, but why have you not used me? It is because I have caused and been brought I am bringing about a healing in you first. And when that healing is total and complete, expect, expect, expect for my faith, for my miracles, and for my healing to become a very, very heavy part of you. Isn't that great? Oh, there's more. Now, the healing is going to start today. Put your hand towards her. Because, you see, when they started to prophesy, I saw you sit, sitting almost hunched over as a bruised sheep. Somebody has hurt you. And now, today, Jesus is going to heal you. Be healed in your memories. Be forgiving in your heart to all that they've said and all that they've done. They meant it for your bad, God meant it for your good. Because now he's going to give you a heart of compassion so you can feel the hurts and the wounds and the bruises and the brokenness of people's heart. And he's going to give you a gift of compassion with a gift of faith to heal them and make them whole. And they're going to become abounding believers of joy. Because you're going to become one who is a teacher of the things of joy because God is going to cause you to rise up and live victorious against every dart of the enemy. Praise the Lord. Isn't that great? I wish somebody prophesied like that over me. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Okay, now let's see about you. Thank you, Jesus. You're who? Juanita. Juanita. Praise the Lord. Spirit of the Lord says, Juanita, that you're no longer going to be a timid lady, but the authority of power shall come upon you as the Holy Spirit begins to enfold you and begins to encourage you in the days ahead. Because you also have received many put-downs and and hurts, and the Spirit of God is going to work mightily upon you and through you. Yes, Lord. Lord. Praise the Lord. And yea, though you've been intimidated, not only by the leaders, but you have also been intimidated by many of the people and many of the saints. No longer are you going to walk in that spirit of intimidation, but you are going to walk in the boldness and the confidence that I have given you through my word and the knowledge that you have in you now. And so I tell you, therefore, you stand uprightly on my word and you walk in that boldness and you walk in that uh, confidence and fear not. 
You have been walking in fear, and I am telling you now that no longer will you walk in that fear because the spirit of fear that has been controlling you is broken as of this very moment. And I have never given you a spirit of fear, but I have given you love and power and a sound mind, and you will walk in that love. That will become one of the greatest gifts that you will walk in will be the gift of love. And yes, you will have compassion also because compassion and love go together. And you will also heal. And the manifestation of healing you will walk in as, ah, yes, you have also been walking in a spirit of confusion. Mm -hmm. I have never given you a spirit of confusion. You will be walking from this day forth in the clarity of my word. You will walk in, and you will see out of the eyes of my son Jesus and no longer will you ever walk in a spirit of confusion. My word will be very clear to you. You will have the knowledge and the understanding of my word that you will need to minister to others and you will walk in that strength and that power and I will be glorified through you. Mm, I like it. Now the Lord shows me that you are called a mother in Israel. You know what that is? That's an office of an elder in a female's body. This means that you're going to be one who just mothers or becomes a stabilizing factor to many. I see young single ladies coming to you and you're going to help them through all their fears and misgivings and misunderstanding. For a spirit of counsel and understanding shall be given to you. A spirit of wisdom shall be given to you. Also, you're going to be counseling young married women how to live with faith and how to live in, in aggressive submission before their husbands and before their homes. You're going to become a, a stabilizing factor to be a peacemaker between those who are at odds and friction with each other, called my peacemaker. Praise the Lord. And you're going to just be mothering over like a mother hen over a lot of little chicks. You're going to just get involved and just helping and being blessing to such a multitude of people. Now, do you have a church? I, I want you to let your pastor hear this, like I instructed. Ask him if they believe it and, let, and help you to walk in it. Okay? Will you do that? Praise the Lord. Isn't this fun? Praise the Lord. I want the, the elderly man and his wife, uh, if you, somebody help them down here in the front row, in the meantime we'll prophesy to these two people. Hallelujah. Now, let me ask you something. I think I, yeah, I'm going to ask you. You wasn't too sure that you would be used by God here, huh? No. Well, see, I know it's just simply caught. There's a, there's a field, like an, a, a magnetic field around me, and when people get caught in it, they prophesy. That's what happened to those guys. Uh, wasn't it, uh, what was his name? Uh, Saul? <laughs> and the other prophesying just as good as me, aren't they? Can you understand the value of many prophets prophesying? Here's three times better than just one time better. Isn't it? Praise the Lord. Okay. Would you like to sit down a little bit here, Dad? Praise the Lord. All right. Let's... Anybody want to start out with anybody in particular here? Get their name first. 
How about you? What is your name? Alva Miller. Alva Miller, okay. Nothing yet? You I get to go first? No. Okay. Now look at me. <laughs> you have learned a way of living above defeats or discouragements. You think I'm right? Oh, that's neat. <laughs> well, if you're not, no, I think you're already doing it. God has given you a faith, a gift of faith that is going to increase and broaden. There's going to be impartation from this right hand that you're going to just kind of come up and touch somebody's hand or the elbow or their shoulder or even lay hands on them and you're going to impart the things that you believe and that you decree. Isn't that great? And uh, I kind of like to stand around her because her, her vibes just energize, energize you with joy. It makes you feel so good, better all over than any place else. Now, I know that you're musically inclined, and that's going to increase. I want you to start to looking to the Lord for creative sounds from God. You're, uh, do you write? Write music? Yeah. I get songs all the time. Well, start write writing. Down. Yeah, write them down. We, we don't want to lose them, okay? Because the Lord is showing me that he wants you to become a creative writer of the sounds of heaven or the sounds of spirit. Will you do that? And boy, I tell you, some of, them, and some of them are going to be great. Some are going to be uh, warring songs, and some of them are going to be worship songs, and some are going to be just adoration songs. So get with it, dear lady. Okay? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And, and uh, do you prophesy? All right. Stir that gift up and prophesy, too. Okay? Now, you have, how many children do you have? Four. Four children. Are they here? Uh, not here, no. Sometimes you bring them around, I like to prophesy over them, all they're right? They're in California, they're in college. Oh, well, we'll forgive them for that. <laughs> Let me, put your hands like this. Put your hands with me, dear ones. I'm going to give you a commission to, can you bless your children? Will they let you bless them? Uh, when you're around them? By speaking over them? By, yeah. I think so. I'm going to give you a commission to bless them. Yes. It might have to be sneaky while you're just hugging them. <laughs> you're imparting a blessing to them. Whatever you think, or if you can voice it, voice it. God is going to honor you. You're going to literally rule them into God. Amen. Okay? Take that. Praise the Lord. Isn't that great? Hallelujah. Anybody else? Yes, the Lord was uh, revealing the spirit of counsel and, and a way of, of leading individuals, young, younger people, and uh, having a, a ministry that's a healing-type ministry of, of, of comfort and, and counseling and the spirit of counsel and, and wisdom from the Lord. And the Lord wanted me to encourage you in that, that there's many new facets yes. of, of the realms of spirit that God's going to lead mm -hmm. you into through, through this worship and yeah. this praise. Hallelujah. And literally being caught in the spirit of the Lord, being caught up. I believe the Spirit of the Lord is also saying that He's not only going to give you creative music, but He's going to give you creative ideas. Yes. Beautiful. Ideas that can develop. And, and He says that you're not only uh, musically inclined, but you're also an organizer. And He sees you as a promoter. And He's going to use you to promote and to organize His creative ideas, and which will be centered around worship. 
I wouldn't be too surprised if he didn't start a worship center with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I like it. So he says, begin to get excited in your spirit and begin to listen intensely for his voice because he's going to be begin to guide and lead you in that direction. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> We've been talking about this. <laughs> you Anybody buried waiting for any of this stuff? Amen. Okay. Praise the Lord. This dear lady is next. And your name? Janice Itchner. Janice Itchner. Itchner. You ever get kidded about that? You bet. All right. It's my husband's name. <laughs> give it back to him. Huh? Yeah, right. Praise the Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Janice. The Lord was showing me that the, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is, is upon you and operating in you. And the question before the Lord is that, Lord, there's such a burning of authority that's come upon you with, within you. And God wants to establish a true prophetess of the Lord. Mm -hmm. With his authority, that's what's come upon you in the last, I'd say the last three or four months. There's an authority by the Spirit of the Lord and the gifts of revelation, knowledge, and understanding opening to you. The gift of discernment of spirit. And Amen. praise the Lord. It's going to be a mighty, powerful word that God's going to put within your mouth. Amen. And as, as a two-edged sword, because many are not go going to want to hear what you have to say. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And he also says to you that you're no longer going to be a follower. Yes. But you're going to be a leader. Mm -hmm. You have followed long enough, he said. It is now time for you to lead and to become a great leader yes. of his. With the word, or with the gift of wisdom, you will be leading many, many people. So get rid of the fear, he says, that you're, you're not good enough, that you can't do it. Because you're not going to do it in yourself. You're going to be doing it in the strength of the Lord and in his wisdom and in his might. He is also going to impart the gift of might. Mm. He's going to give you that gift in order to be the great leader that he has called you to be. Yes. I want to confirm what these two have prophesied, your prophet's office. But the gift that God has given me to see all men with faith is now given to you. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Now, I'm aware that you're going to be part of, I heard in the spirit, of a prophet center. I, I'm hoping that means the same thing as a school for prophets. You'll be part of the teaching of that, part, part, part of the government of that, part of its intercession for that, and its leadership, and its order, and uh, the power gifts. Uh, the spirit of might is one of the seven spirits of God. See, the, the power gifts graduate into the spirit of might. The word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits graduate into the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of understanding. See, so that's, that's what we're coming to. You've exploded in the last few weeks and months in, in understanding. It's been a time of real increase in understanding and awareness of, of the Lord meeting your heart. Be ready for a little persecution. Yes, <laughs> but as, as a body of prophets is, is evolves and God creates them, they will be your defense. Yes. And you'll never have to defend yourself. A, a lady of great wisdom, great understanding, great compassion. You're not going to be a lawless individual. You're going to you're going you you're going to you're going to really know what it means to be intersubmissive yes. and interreceptive and interdependent 
to those that are working for the unity of the Spirit. God is going to, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation workings and the knowledge of Christ Jesus is flowing with you and it's ever going to increase upon you. I see there's appointed a host of angels from the throne at your command. Three strong angels especially. One will be ministering, uh, a ministering angel directly with you. Others will be at your command and other appointment. You will begin to learn, to discern, to perceive, to see. And visions shall see and dreams shall come. And you shall walk as a matured one, as a major prophet, if you will be obedient to stay humble and teachable to the things of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Isn't that great? Oh, hallelujah. Isn't this great? A lot of fun, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Now we're going to prophesy to... No, sit down. You don't have to get up here. Praise the Lord. Has God, has God got things to say to the elderly? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Praise the Lord. Are you ready, son? Chop, chop. It's rolling, I think. Huh? It's going in. It's going? Yeah. Oh, it's all. Hey, that, you got that guy trained, huh? Yeah. Brother and sister, what's your name? Hecola. Hecola. All right. I'll wait for you, dear ones. nudging me. Yeah. <laughs> praise the Lord. The anointing Lord. goes to you, brother. Yes, and the Lord, Spirit of the Lord is saying that, praise the Lord. That I'm not finished with you yet. <laughs> because of the, the, the abuse towards you and the holding back and holding you down and the control that's been over you, that's going to be released. This has been prophesied to you before and many, much of this is going to be a confirmation. A glorious gift of prophetic utterance upon you, my sister. Very powerful and full of authority from the Most High God. And he says, Be ye mindful of my spirit, for in the days ahead I shall give you hearing ears, that you shall hear my voice, and as you hear my voice, you shall prophesy from the spirit in the vision form. Hallelujah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. And to you, my brother, not only a ministry of, of helps and a help made unto, un, unto your wife, but together the Lord is going to help you become one again as never before and fulfill the ministry and the gifts and the callings that's been spoken to you from years gone by. It shall come to pass as you give yourself to me. For I am going to touch you in a mighty way today with authority and with power. And healing virtues shall come forth Hallelujah. in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You shall become that which I have spoken to you. Praise the Lord. And yea, you have both said to yourselves and you have said one to another, we're too old, nobody cares, nobody wants to hear what we have to say. I've asked you not to do this, but you have continually went on to do so. But I tell you now to encourage you, don't look at the flesh, but look at the spirit that is within you. Your spirit is young and vibrant yes. because there is no age in the spirit. And many people will be drawn unto you. You both will be imparted this day with the spirit of counsel. And many will come to you because also with the spirit of counsel, I am going to give you a spirit of wisdom. And many will come to you because of the wisdom and the youth that they see in you. They are not going to look at the outside, but they are going to look at the inside now walk in that glory and walk in that promise because it's happening right now this very moment you will walk out of here in the youth that you have always wanted in your spirit praise the Lord now my dear brother 
I'm aware that you've been concerned about your physical age. And you've, the enemy has condemned you too much because you've always been a man that has hungered after the deep things of God. You've never been really with somebody that could give you permission to have expression. Those that restrain you are going to be short-circuited because of that restraint at the judgment seat. But see, the Lord looked upon your heart, and he counts it already as done, as though, even though it was not done. I want you to know that the Lord sees you as a man without guile. No hypocrisy. A man that is, that is childlike in his faith, in love and adoration to the Lord. But grieve because there has not been leadership that has let you become what you wanted to become. I prophesied over an elderly lady in Hawaii one day, and she says to me, she says, Brother Conquest, she says, I'm already 85 years old. How can that happen? The Lord dropped a word of knowledge in my heart. That the gifts and callings are not only resident to this physical age, but they will be in your life through the ages of the eons. And what has been given to you before being born, and even though not fully matured and manifested here, your expression in the ages to come, in the, the eternities of eternity, is going to have its full production and recourse and reward. I'm watching also, and you are like a treasure chest filled with the, 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 the great varieties of depths of the things of the Lord. You are a diamond of the Most High. He has formed you by his own hand, and underneath are his everlasting arm. And he is saying to you, I want you to set and rejoice in me and rest in me, my son. For the day of your reward is about at hand, and you shall just trust in me and rejoice in the days that I've given you in this age, saith God. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, bless God. Now let's look at this. Did you prophesy to her? I'm always stretching their faith. Just give her nudge me. Yea, the Lord would say unto you, that you are to give your husband the strength that he needs. You are to stand by him as God begins to mightily use him. And your, his wisdom will become your wisdom. And his strength will become your strength. His weaknesses you will strengthen. And your weaknesses he will strengthen. So fear not that he's going to go out ahead of you because no. He is going to stand beside you and you are going to stand beside him and you are going to strengthen all the needs that is in him. And God is going to give you the wisdom to do this. He fear not that you cannot do this. He will give you the wisdom. He'll tell you what to say and when to say it. Praise the Lord. Now, it's obvious that these are both elders because of physical age, but they are elders because of the exposure that they've had to the word, their commitments and dedication to the principles and precepts of God all the days of their life. Upon this lady is a mother of Israel's spirit. Not only is her ministry going to be to her husband, but you are, look at me, you are going to be a counselor to prophets. You are going to be a safety and security to keep them 
in the pure way. God is going to give you a knowing that if they start to deviate from righteousness and holiness, he's going to give you wisdom and a heart of compassion that you're going to be able to communicate with him so they will be properly warned and forewarned so that they keep their hearts straight before God. And we need the need need people like you. And I want you to be that kind of a woman to me. Would you do that? Amen. Amen. So you be my keeper. All right. I know you do. And of course, I'm very much aware of the intercessory ministry. But God is going to begin to give you, Dad, show you of things to come as you practice his presence. And you're going to share them with those that will have the energy to, to execute them and to be responsible for them. And you're going to be a warrior for him and a warrior for the apostles and prophets of the kingdom. God bless you and anoint you and keep you in the name of the Lord. Amen. Isn't that fun? Hallelujah. Now, let's see here. You got somebody you have in particular here? I'd like the man in, with the beard and the black sweater and the lady next to him. Yes, I was, you know I was going to call him myself. Let's see, you shows we're flowing in the same spirit here. And also the lady in the brown suit back there. The lady in the brown suit? Julie. Julie? Okay. We have to quit by 4.30 because we have to be out of here by 5 and we got things to pack up and get out. Okay. Praise the Lord. You're new people to me at least, aren't you? Just last night, you guys was like baby robins at feeding time last <laughs> night. You know what a baby robin looks like? They... They open up their mouths and their bodies disappear and mama bird comes along and drops a worm in. They come in here and open up their spirits last night and God fell in, didn't he? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, while we're just don't stand too close to God, I don't want you to get your vibes mixed up with them, okay? Let's minister to these first. Praise the Lord. Your name? John. John? And Vicky. And Vicky. John and Vicky. Last night as I was ministering, I was aware that the Lord wanted to bring a word to you. I don't know where you got to go to church, but you've got to become an administrating elder.